welcome to the Anonymous Andrew Podcast. Life and the choices we make, the choices other people make. This is a podcast that explores all things as they relate to dating, romance, and relationships. Why we sometimes ignore or miss the red flags. Red flags like gaslighting, cheating, lying, psychological manipulation, mental illness, addiction, and so much more. Join me each week as we continue my journey into the modern dating world with my weekend rants, anonymous guest dating stories, and experts who share their wisdom so I can help you navigate the dating terrain. If you are new to the show or have been following me from the beginning, hold on tight for the Anonymous Andrew Experience. Now on to the show. Greetings, Anonymous Andrew, back with you. Well, really, I'm not really back with you. I'm not here. Because, why? Well, because this is in between season one and season two, and I'm not really here. Okay, I know it's a strange concept. I am taking a break between seasons, but in the continuation of trying to build momentum of this podcast and not leaving a big gap in like season one and season two, which some podcasters can do. They have such a following that people will actually wait and say, oh, you're gone for a month? Okay, I'll wait. Anyway, I didn't do that. I want you to have something to listen to. I recorded this episode a little bit, I don't know, back a month or two ago. This is the third episode in a trilogy I did with Marilyn Penny. Go look at episode number 50, my Akashic Records, and number 53, my Property Cleansing. This episode is called A Soul Realignment Reading, where Marilyn comes in and does some woo-woo to my soul. Yes, I said woo-woo. Anyway, enjoy this episode while I'm taking a break. And we'll talk to you real soon. I'll be back. Greetings, Anonymous Andrew podcast. Life and the choices we make. And today I have for the third time, and it is my pleasure to bring back to you Marilyn Penny. Hello, Marilyn. Hi, Andrew. It's great to be back. Great. Yeah. Well, and welcome back. And thank you. Uh, so, so let's just give the audience a quick recap. Marilyn came on. Uh, boy, I should have looked up the episode. Um, I could put it in the show notes. It's episode 50, wasn't it? Oh, very good. Yes, you're, you're <laughs> correct. Okay. Wow. Okay. My guests remember <laughs> my episodes. Episode 50. Marilyn came on. And she did a relationship reading. So Marilyn, Marilyn, tell us what you do. Well, I do a number of things. I am a spiritual life coach. Um, I'm a soul realignment practitioner, and I'm also a relationship coach. So I use the Akashic Records essentially to look into your record or your soul's, all your soul's choices and consequences. And I find the blocks, all the negative stuff, not all the negative stuff, the things that you're ready to release. And I find those and I clear them together. We work together and I clear them for you. 
um, so that you can move on and make new choices and get some of that stuff out of the way, that gunk. <laughs> that, out of the yeah, way. We, yeah, we talked about gunk. <laughs> and, my, gunk. and my soul has gunk. I, I, I've got, I have to find a way to monopolize that or monetize that or something because it's a great phrase. Um, briefly tell the audience, because I know and, and they can go back and listen, but what is an Akashic Record? So the Akashic Records are it's like the internet for our soul. So it stores all of the choices and consequences that we have experienced since we were created as a soul. So a lot of those choices and consequences were not great for us. Those choices we made, maybe not the right things for our souls. So that made us experience negative consequences. And if those things get stuck in our record, they carry with us through each incarnation. So if you believe in past lives, if you've been around the block a number of times, you will bring those negative patterns with you again and experience them over and over. So if you think, you're in a relationship and you're in another relationship and you're like, hmm, there's a lot of the same things going on here. Why is this happening? It's because you've you've sort of clicked into a pattern and you're starting to repeat that. So that's that, I interrupt the pattern for you. Yeah. I help. So so basically different face, same person. Or same story. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, and person, that, same relationship. And exactly. And that's it. And that's you just described my pattern of behavior dating um finding that desperate woman maybe desperate is not the word uh, the woman that needs rescuing or uh you have superman syndrome superman, superman syndrome and I, I i this is amazing to myself and and uh, the audience probably doesn't understand how how what how amazing this is but i've been single now for by the time they hear this it'll be almost one year and that's just for me it's almost like i'm i'm an alcoholic in recovery i have eight years sobriety i feel like i'm recovering from relationships and i have one year sober from relationships it's almost like a milestone <laughs> so okay then we did a second episode and that i think was episode 53 and that one we did a property clearing, which mm -hmm. what explain to to them what that was quickly. So so that's a on. property energy clearing. So that just pulls down any negative energies that have gotten stuck because you lived with your ex in your place. That means there's some you know some juju in there that you don't want hanging around anymore. So I just pulled that out and shut down any of those openings, energetic portaways that cause them to come and go. It just stabilizes the energy of your space. And, and I recently listened to that episode to prepare for this one. And we found a portal in my bedroom in the closet. Uh, we, we spoke about that. There was a portal that my cat actually found. <laughs> so go back and listen to episode 53. It was, uh, it was good. And I have to tell you that since that episode, the, uh, since the breakup and and leading up to meeting you and the, and the property client, even though this is my home and I've been comfortable, it's it's been more relaxing here. And um, I, yeah, I'm, I'm having no when I come home, there's zero anxiety anymore. Um, so okay, to, so tonight, tell the audience what we're doing for our third and final 
Well, who knows, right? There may be many more to come. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Oh, I'm open to that. But in, in this sure. series, yeah. Yeah. So we're going to do soul realignment, um, soul realignment reading, which is um, sort of my signature reading. And that is sort of all encompassing. It, it pulls out all the blocks that your soul is ready to release in a general way. However, I do ask for an intention, and we talked a little bit about that, and your intention is, around the reading, is that we want to really dig into relationships. We want to figure out what is blocking you, what is causing these patterns. So, so that's ultimately your intention. Some other things might come out of it, uh, but again, it's only what your soul is ready to release, and your soul was very open, I might add, and uh, yeah, we have some great stuff for you. Good. Well, I, I do know that, like we spoke before, I have this pattern. Um, it's maybe subconscious or it's just genetic or whatever. But but if it's if it's originating from the soul, I I am ready for this. I need this. So all right, let's begin. It's all hey, yours. Let's begin. All right. So I'm going to just first touch on um, your divine gifts, which we've talked about in the other reading. I just want to, you know, touch on them quickly. So you have those in mind, because as we go through some of the blocks, the way that you present your, you can use your gifts in order to really live your divinity. Essentially, that's what we're trying to do is use those gifts. So the communication energy that you have um, makes a lot of sense for you. So it's important for you to have an audience. It's important for you to be your authentic self. So in uncovering and releasing blocks, that's going to help you get closer to your authentic self and also to draw to you a partner who is also authentic, right? That's important because you're going to attract who you are, not necessarily what you want, okay? Um, so you may be highly verbal and you work things out in by talking to yourself. You need a good listener. So that's to keep in mind somebody you want to have in your life are people who will listen to you and let you work things out, not people who want to just solve for you or tell you what to do. You are in your next energy is divine power. So you're very independent. You like, although you like to be in relationship, you are an independent person. So you like doing what you want to do. So you really have to find that autonomy within a partnership as well yeah. right so you want to have a little bit of both you want to have your own things but then you want to co-create together so that's that's really important for you and you're a good you're a good manifester you're also psychic and energetically mm -hmm. sensitive so when you're with someone you actually know in your body if you feel good when you're with that person or if that person leaves and you're exhausted that's telling you that that person is draining your energy or you're taking on their energy so so there are a lot of things that I know we say, you know, love is blind or, you know, you don't, you don't care. I just, I'm, I'm into that person and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And you can say that so many times until the relationship breaks down because you've missed some of these cues along the way. So Which it's I good did. to be aware. Yeah. You want to be aware of these things and, and it's okay. Everybody does that. Right. So, um, but these are just some things to keep in mind. I also check to see how connected you are to your higher self and a subconscious connection to higher self means that you're um, you're getting those cues, you know, those little intuitive hits when you're walking or you're doing dishes or housework or something. So you're 48% connected. So that means that you may not be trusting or you may not be listening. Yeah, right. So you may not be open to receiving those random hits. So, so try to be more open. 
and try to expand that because into intuition is a muscle. We can work with it and we can really get those, you know, those little messages. Those are the universe or your guides or angels telling you things. So be aware of that. And then consciously connected. That's when you actually maybe ask cards or you write a note before you go to sleep and say, I need an answer to this, or you ask God, you pray, whatever it is that you believe in, you are actually asking for guidance directly and you are 22% connected there. So that's a lot for you to do with trust. I think you don't always trust those answers that you're getting. Right. So, and sometimes it's hard. Like if you like somebody, particularly in a relationship, you like them, but then you're getting that, ooh, that feeling that you kind of ignore it. Cause you're like, no, 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 it's okay. I've mm -hmm. done it. I've dated and said, Oh, I think, I think I could, be into this one and you know <laughs> so we all do it I'm, your I'm, primary to, sorry, the, go ahead. to the audience I'm, I'm making faces <laughs> because she's absolutely right so go ahead <laughs> um, and then your primary life lesson that we talked about briefly before is healing so you are on a healing journey in this lifetime because in previous lifetimes you have been on healing journeys there too and you you just haven't finished and it's okay. We're, we're never finished. We can't get it wrong. Abraham Hicks tells us that all the time. So um, so this is a good step for you to take to, in your healing journey. Okay. So the next, the big portion of the reading is it's a series of stories. So there are past lifetime stories and, and current lifetime stories, and there are blocks in both of them. The past lifetime stories I actually channel so I find out what the blocks are, and then I create a story for you. And it will be, um, it's very practical. I'm a very practical person. I don't do the Egypt in the, you know, 18th century BC or whatever. I just, I just tell you a story. And then we're going to see how that story has repeated for you and how the blocks are repeating for you. And then we clear the blocks. Okay. Great. Great. Okay. Are you ready? I am. <laughs> okay. So I'm I'll just so read it ready. through. I'll just read it through and then you can sort of tell me what resonates and then we'll just chat about the blocks and we'll go to the next one. Okay. Okay. And so eight lifetimes ago, you were female. In this lifetime, you did not get along with your parents. You were a rebellious teen running away several times. Finally, at the age of 16, you met a boy and you both hitched a ride out of town. Um, and you were in that anywhere but here mode, right? Just get me on. Somewhere along the line, the boy ditched you. And you met a group of women who offered you a job as a dancer. Initially, it was modest dancing. And you were treated well and trained. Kind of like that, that. I got the image of page dancing, you know, like fun in a bar. And people are, you know, it's just entertainment. Um, so, you know, and it was kind of fancy bars and parties and you you were kind of programmed you were convinced that this was a great way to live and earn a living and so you sort of go through what we call soul memory programmed so you may resonate with that in terms of getting together with people and then being feeling like that's the right thing for you you're sort of programmed in that way um so eventually you were moved into more exotic dancing and this was because you turned 18 you were of age um and then private dancing private dancing and then that's when the sexual activity came in and that was when it became uncomfortable for you but again it was a living and you were convinced that this was right there's one particular client who treated you well 
and promised you a job and an opportunity to leave this kind of work because essentially you were you know, prostitute, Let, let's be real. Um, so this client came in often um, and you started to kind of pressure him. So when, when am I getting out of here? What do you, what have you got for me? Like I, I have to get out of this life. Um, so he got fed up with that and he placed a negative intention of you of confusion. So he would kind of, he would kind of mess with you and say, oh yeah, it's coming, it's coming. Just, you know, be patient, whatever. And then it would just go on and on and on. Um, and there'd be more delays. So you were asked to go to his house and dance at a private party, which you thought was this next step. And this was so exciting. And it was just more of the same. So you kind of quit and you left a few times and tried to do other things, but nothing was panning out and you just kept coming back. So you just kept repeating that pattern coming back. You didn't want to go back home to your family, even though it might've been an option because you felt ashamed of what you had done and you had left and that was it. Didn't want to go home with your tail between your legs. So you had a really good personality. You developed amazing dancing skills. So you could have tried to do something different, but you kept hoping to connect with this particular man that he was going to save you, right? He was going to do that for you. Um, it's triggered what we call memory highlighted and also soul memory clouded. So there's a lot of soul memory issues. So remember that <laughs> even though you've got memory issues, because if you have memory issues, these are some of the root causes of those, okay? You continue to make choices that cause you trauma, and you're unsure how to make a change or move forward. So you continued on this path throughout this lifetime with little change, eventually retiring due to, you know, just becoming too old to do that stuff anymore. Um, and you lived in solitude, okay, for the rest of that life. The man, this client, his soul stayed attached to you, running a program of victimization in your third chakra mental body. Mm. Okay. Okay. So that's an interesting story. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I didn't mention, although I think, you know, when you incarnate, you, we have both energies, male, female, so you can actually incarnate oh, yeah. as a male or, yeah, I figure your audience would know that too. <laughs> so is there anything in that story that jumps out? For you, <laughs> well, uh, 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 I guess they call this the elephant in the room. <laughs> Is it a coincidence? I so <clears throat> you described a life where I was a female and started off dancing and became. I worked my way up to prostitution. Is there any coincidence? That my last relationship was with a woman who started off dancing and became a prostitute. Oh. Oh, right. I you told me a little bit, but I don't remember the whole <clears throat> idea. Oh. I guess that kind of fit, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> mm. Okay. I, I, I'm just pointing out the elephant in the room. This is why this podcast was started, was I was caught up in this relationship and everything was peachy keen until it wasn't when i and you were talking about intuition before my intuition's radar started going off something's not right something's not right one day her wallet opened up on the table here the coffee table and almost two or three hundred singles fell out and i asked her what all that money came from <clears throat> oh my god yeah so she never admitted that she was dancing but I've later found out that she was dancing at a gentleman's club. And then 
as the story goes, I don't want to bore the audience because it's all about season one, but later on I found out that she was prostituting. So, wow, my first life, you said it was eight, eight lives ago? Eight lifetimes ago. So these are the lifetimes that are coming out for you. These are the ones that you need to <laughs> so talk about. You, you can, can you make heads or tails of how I ended up on the other end of that being the male dating a female who lived my lifestyle in my first life? <laughs> well, that's what happens with these past lives is that all, it all comes down in different ways. So that's how you're experiencing that situation from the other it, side of it, even though it's a little bit different, right? It's not a relationship. You're not in a relationship with in the first life, right? who's doing that, but you're, you're in that realm. Like there's but, something to do with that realm that has attracted you. Could it be why I attracted that type of woman? Probably. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So um, the memory, the soul memory issues, and there's going to be more of these. It's interesting because of some of your other, like that programming. And you just said to me before we started that your father was very much connected to your mother. And then after she passed, he married again. It's like, that's a, that's an aspect of programming. It's like, you feel like you have to be with someone. It's, it's, it's that need versus want situation, right? So we just want to repair and release that so that you can be more free to be in a relationship because you want to, not because you need it. Because then you're just going to grab the first person that comes along instead of being more choosy i mean you deserve the best the best for you so it's okay to be choosy it's okay and, to pass. and, and that's right. what my pattern has been i i one right. relationship would end and i would not even date 15 women and pick one i would just pick the next one that i started dating and somehow it, and not just once or twice but this is a pattern for 10 15 years so right longer <clears throat> Well, and, and we do have that feeling of, oh, somebody wants us. Somebody likes us. Oh, that's that's great. And, you know, and and kind of a lot of us online daters have been burned that way and, and been ghosted and been, you know, left and blocked and, you know, all those terrible things that people do to each other. But um, but it's important in this getting into the heart of this is going to release some of that stuff so that you're not feeling so much that way anymore um their negative intention of confusion is important too because any of these people that you've been in relationships with quite likely have placed that negative intention of confusion on you so i like you i don't like you i love you i don't love you mm -hmm. you're oh good god. looking you're not good looking oh you're... my god yes right exactly so... what happened oh my god right so <laughs> okay. yeah good so then we get rid of that, right? Um, and the and the high memory highlighted, I think, in other aspects of your life too, making choices that cause you trauma, and then keep going back and making those same choices again, right? So, so that's important to know and to clear. Um, memory clouded, soul memory clouded makes you unsure of your choices. You just don't, you don't know at times. You're getting confused, and you and you're disillusioned, so you don't know what choice to make. Right. So that's some other things that we can do. And victimization. I mean, you may feel like a victim 
in your in your third chakra, which is where your confidence is, where your where your self esteem is, right? You feel like a victim, and you don't want to feel like that. Well, and and I did when this relationship ended. I felt very much like a victim until I started the podcast, talked to my therapist, sponsor, all you know, support groups, and and of course, I shifted my mindset, thinking I'm not a victim. Um, so yeah, we I. I tried to get out of that meant that mindset but right and consciously you do but sometimes i tell people it's like pushing a boulder up a hill like you're yeah. trying to get oh, yeah. past it but it's still you get every once in a while you'll get triggered and you can fall back in when we go and find out where it came from and we can pull it out and and free it up right? where, did I, where did i find you <laughs> <laughs> a pod match because because <laughs> you are this is you're spot on it's, it's... okay good good yeah and i think you're really going to find this helpful i'm so excited about this because this is great okay so the next story seven lifetimes ago you were male in this story um this is interesting i can't wait to hear about this one because it's cool um in this lifetime you met and married a very strong woman initially you felt that you were equals however her personality was quite overpowering you took vows of poverty suffering and sacrifice when you married her after which she became very demanding. You tried your best to make her happy, but there was never enough for her. You worked more and more, finding that she would just spend everything you brought in anyway. You had twin boys together, and she was not a happy pregnant woman or a happy mother. There were lots. There was lots of help for her, and you found it much more content for yourself to spend less and less time at home and more time at, at bars, just hanging around meeting people. So I can see you nodding and <laughs> okay. So you eventually met a woman with whom you had an instant connection. You created a soulmate contract. She shared details of her abusive marriage with you. You initiated a healing contract with her, spending all the time you could listening to her and helping her out. You did not share that you were married or that you were a father. This triggered soul memory added. So you're sort of being someone who you're not really. You pretended to be someone you weren't. You were sure at the time that she wouldn't leave her husband as he was kind of sickly and she had kids and all the rest of it. So you made up a story that you were from another town and would visit often on business. The connection soon became an affair that was fiery and also very risky because she didn't want to get caught, right? Your wife became more demanding, wanting you home to help, and your now mistress wanted to see you more often. And when she told you that she would leave her husband to be with you, you had to tell her the truth. So the jig was up. This escalated into a huge turmoil and her threatening to go to your wife. You split up for a while and you looked over your shoulder for a long time, keeping your head down, working, doing your best. Eventually, though, the connection was so strong that you came back together and the whole on again, off again continued throughout that lifetime. So the mistress' soul, the mistress's soul stayed attached running a program of chaos. What a surprise. In your fourth chakra emotional body. <laughs> like a, we're getting a big eye roll from Andrew here. Big eye roll. <laughs> Again, you're spot on. I, I can make that. Uh, there's so many connections I can make. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, tell me. What, well, what, what jumps out? The, the very beginning where you said she was demanding and... Uh, <laughs> everything had to be her way when i first met her she was it was all about she wanted she was from a different cult she was latina and with different culture and i didn't know how their culture so she 
trained me how you treat a Latin woman in a Latin, because that's all she knew, because she was, even though she, she lived there for 25 years and emigrated here at 25 and then lived here for 25 years and married a Latina, Latino, you know, so I was the first American she, she dated. So she need, it wasn't a ma matter of like, we'll meet in the middle. She wanted to train me on how to treat a Latina woman. And she thought she, she was beautiful and she thought she was a queen. So anyway, all that stuff in the beginning resonated with me. And then, and then the whole mistress, she had a, an ex-husband that she was living with. Oh, Lord. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and you mentioned something about that. So, again, very Oof. parallel stories going on here. Now, um, what about your previous relationships? What about the, the your wife? Was she like that at all, too? Did you have other relationships that were with women that were demanding? Yes. Um, oh, wow. See, yeah, I was, first of all, my first marriage was at 25. Um, I, and, and we were both alcoholics. And that's why the marriage ended. So I'm, I, I, I don't. No, she wasn't demanding. But but yes, the, let, let's stick. I guess with the recent relationships, the one before the poverty. The, I was just thinking the poverty, suffering, and sacrifice. That kind of sounds like your. That could have been your other relationship too, like your actual marriage. Um. Well, we were both professionals. She was a nurse, and I was um. A professional. Well, sometimes poverty means that the money comes in, but it goes out. Just as oh, faster. definitely. Yeah, we never bought a house. We filed bankruptcy. Oh, that's funny. We filed bankruptcy okay. when we divorced. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. What's worse than bankruptcy? Is, I mean, poverty is bankruptcy. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's either not being able to make it or making it, but then not being able to keep it. That's a big vow of poverty. So those are things that we need to break. Suffering, obviously, when you give yourself a vow of suffering or when you've had experience of suffering in a past life, just means that you make things harder for yourself or you make choices that make you suffer. And you're like, why do I do this? Why am I doing this to myself? It's because in a past life, you took a vow that things were going to be tough and you just drag that along with you until we go in and pull it out. Mm -hmm. um, and again, a lot of people consciously move past these things and you can do it. It's absolutely possible, but it's still sitting in your energetic body. And that's why I do this kind of, right. Um, the soulmate contract clearly had a soulmate contract with this pre this last relationship. That was definitely a soulmate contract. Cause those are in this work. Soulmate isn't fun and nice and cute. It's very, can be very fiery. It can be very toxic. It means that you have a bond to be together, regardless of how tumultuous it is. Yeah, that, that would explain the relationship before my last one. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. And soul memory added, I think, makes a lot of sense because you're kind of being someone who you're not. So you're not being your authentic self. So you sort of lose track of that and you try to be that person that your partner wants you to be. People pleasing. Really... Oh yeah. 100%. Yeah. 
That's me. That's yeah. me. And chaos in your fourth chakra is something you don't want. <laughs> you don't want people causing you chaos or triggering the chaos in your fourth chakra, right? So that's your heart. Don't want that. Okay. All right. So next story. Let's see how this one lands. <laughs> this one's interesting. I can only, I can only imagine. <laughs> <laughs> this is the last past lifetime story. And then I have a few present lifetime stories for you. Okay. okay? Um, all right. So six lifetimes ago, you were male. In this lifetime, you had a younger sister with whom you had a special connection. She was quite shy and reserved, but she was beautiful. So she was desired by many men. This caused you to initiate a protection contract with her. You were going to see that she would marry a good and honest man. So you were going to, you know, take care of her that way. Unfortunately, your family came on hard times with the business failing, and it was imminent that your sister be given to the owner of a competitive company, which would save your family's business and fortune. He was older and not a good man, so you were at first strongly opposed to the union. You ended up having to relent, um, as even your sister said that she would be fine. You made a soul-level bargain with her uh, that you would keep quiet if she told you everything and allowed you to stay close to continue to protect her. The bargain carried the energy of worry um, because you weren't confident that this guy was going to be a stand-up, you know, good husband. So it took quite a long time for your sister to come to you and share that um, he beat her and forced himself on her often. She had three children in only five years, and you thought because um, of her outward happiness with the children that she was okay. She broke down and told you that she feared for her life and for her kids as he became more and more aggressive. One night you showed up at her house and found him in a rage, waving a gun around. So you fought with him, you turned the gun on him and you killed him, hoping this would be a whole self-defense thing. It triggered what we call negative unjust karma with this man. So you were found guilty. Um, however, there was some compassionate ground. So you were allowed to join the army instead. Um, instead of going to prison. Here you created what we call an etheric implant with the energy of anger. So this is how you managed to survive the remainder of this lifetime by being tough and carrying the rage you felt towards this man and how he treated your sister. Okay, so the etheric implant is like a piece of software running in your fifth chakra mental body. So in expressing yourself, there is some anger there. Um, the negative unjust karma that we talked about between him and the man, it caused obstruction. So it literally blocked you from having the life that you you wanted to choose for you. Um, and negative unjust karma means that it's done. It played out for that soul. So he let it go, but you have not let it go. You carry it around. I am going to plead the fifth on this one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anonymous Andrew from very, from day one has said he will always be open and honest and vulnerable, but there are some secrets I must maintain. So okay. I, I will say that that story does resonate with me, but okay. I'm not either the word would be comfortable or nor should I talk about it. So let's say okay. that, let's say that you were not all of it. I, I didn't kill anyone. So okay. we, we can relax on that part. Um, 
that's okay. We can touch on a couple of the blocks and just see how those are repeating. So that's really the important part is the protection contract. So if you have yeah. had a tendency to want to protect people, that creates, that takes your energy. And it also, um, it prevents that person you're protecting from getting their own energy because they, and you may do this with children. People tend to do that protecting their children but when they become adults or they become of age, you don't need to do that anymore. So I've had to release a lot of protection contracts for particularly mothers with overseeing their children. And then their children are on their own and off and going, but they're still holding on to them. They're still holding on with protection. I, I, I will say this much real quickly. I have three younger sisters now. Um, mm -hmm. And you did mention firearms there are firearms in my story um but mm. that's all i'm going to say um okay okay but you had you are protective of your sister is that right? uh yes okay. As a matter of fact one of i can say this there was my sister's second husband was abusive and often would beat on her so um yeah, the, the, you did hit the mark on, on quite a few of those things, but I'm just not, I can't talk about them. Oh, no, that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. Um, okay. And then just the other thing is a soul level bargain, which is very interesting because particularly in relationships, you give up something to get something. So you may give up, like we talked about, you give up a piece of yourself in order to receive someone's love. So you're not, you're, you're bargaining instead of negotiating, like in a relationship, a healthy negotiation, you are literally giving up. Like with this previous relationship, you said she was demanding, you had to do everything your, her way. So you're like, okay, we'll do everything her way. Cause you'll love me then. So that's a bargain. It's a soul level bargain that you, you need to stop doing. <laughs> essentially, okay. Right. Okay. Yeah, so we I've... release that. Um, and then having, unjust car unjustified karma with someone means that if you feel like you've hurt someone they release it they let it go but you kind of carry it around do you feel that that guilt or worry or did i say the wrong thing did i do the wrong thing it's my fault kind of carry it around and the other person has long dropped it oh boy Yeah, I, I'm gonna again. I'm gonna say yes. Uh, I can't. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. But that's okay. all I'm gonna say. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. And some of these things, it you know, when I do a session, it's a lot of information, so it does take time to settle and process. So you may replay this down the road, you know, a few Which days or whatever, and and more things. Yeah, more things will come to you. Um, an etheric implant having that energy of anger that just means that sometimes you may just feel that it's bubbling up. And you want it and you've got that kind of trigger going that you get angry. So yeah. that's just releasing that will allow you then, because obviously you're not an angry person. All that, But there may be some anger that bubbles in you. Sometimes you get triggered and you don't know where it's coming from. And that's uh, coming from this. You get surviving through something uh, by using I'm I'm not an angry person today, and that's a lot to do with my sobriety and, and a lot of the work that I've done on myself over the past eight to 10 years. But right. there was a time in my life that I was not the 
the man that you see in front of you now. And by the way, I, you, you had mentioned that by listening back to this, some memory, everything you said resonated with me, but I'm just choosing not to talk about it. That's all. So yeah, no, 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 that's yeah, yeah, fine. Yeah. Fine. Okay. Okay. Great. Now, um, the last part of the reading are there are four present life stories. And of course, I don't have to create the story because you lived it because these mm -hmm. are present stories. So I just give you the age and we did this in your relationship reading. I just give you the age and the and the dates and you okay. tell me what was significant. Okay? okay. So the first one's age 12, 72, 73. Was there anything significant going on then? Other than pu puberty? Other than just be yeah, just being a 12 year old. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, nothing is jumping out, but, but I, I'm going to make a quick disclaimer here. There, I'm one of those people at, at this age that a lot of my childhood is fuzzy. Um, and I don't know if it's the alcohol of 30 years erasing stuff or things happened that might, that, what is it when your brain blocks that so you don't relive it or something that there's a theory? That... Well, also, like we talked about, you have a lot of soul memory issues that have come up in past lives. So yeah. that is not surprising that you don't remember some of those details. So they may come to you and you may over the course of days and as you're working through homework too, start to remember some things. So it's not critical that we know exactly. It's just, I just asked to see if anything significant comes up. Um, there's God spark damage showing up. So that connection that you have to life force energy was impacted at that time for whatever reason. Now a trauma, traumatic thing for a 50 year old is different than a traumatic thing for a 12 year old. So it could right. have been anything right? It could have been something very small. Um, there's a negative thought form of conditionality. So you were even at that young age, maybe being trying to be the right person for your parents or your teachers, or they won't accept me or like me or your friends or the schoolyard, the girls in the schoolyard, you know, I have to be a certain way for me to be liked. I mean, that could have started way back then. Um, there's an open portal way to past life. So your past life blocks and stuff are already starting to come in at age 12 like you're starting to repeat stuff um, and also negative astral travel which means that uh, between the third and fourth dimensional intersection processing the day's events was hard for you even at that young age so you may have had some sleep issues you may have had some anxieties I don't know like you have to kind of think about that that there may have been some early anxieties coming up about you or maybe you were tall for your age or maybe you know anything like that that was going on that made you struggle with your sleep and your you know your energy and all that stuff Not, nothing is jumping out of me at that age but right. i do have trouble sleeping at this age <laughs> okay <laughs> all right so that should help that should help with that so clear all those away um the next one's age 31 1991 92 well I, and i remember discussing this and in, in, we've done we've done this in another reading huh yeah th that's yeah. when i got divorced so okay. uh from my first marriage and i should say first and only marriage there yeah. was a second okay. marriage that was a civil in new york state if you live together for more than 10 years you become common law so but we were never officially married but my first wife and i 
divorced in 1992, which would be at my age, 32. So that was 30. Yeah. Sort of 31, 32. So, so that was, that would have been significant time. So what's coming up there are blocks in your second, your fifth and your sixth chakra. So your second chakra, that's your, um, your sacral, that's your financial energy. That's your sexual energy. That's your creative energy, all blocked. Um, your fifth chakra is your throat and your sixth is your intuition. So there was probably a lot of stuff going on at that time that was causing you some stuff. Yeah. Blocked. Well, the, the, uh, the, 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 the divorce, the bankruptcy and my, alcoholism and drug use skyrocketed right after that divorce for about two years. And then I entered recovery for the first time. So a lot went on between 31 and 33, 34. It was a very tumultuous time in my life. Okay. So we're going to let go of that, these blocks from age 31. Okay. So there's an independent earthbound soul um, with the energy of chaos so that makes sense. There's a disruptive earthbound soul. So a disruptive earthbound soul will attach when you are running a low vibration and they're going to come in and mess with you and cause confusion and oh, yeah. um, sleep issues and all that kind of stuff, right? Um, an independent negative thought form that you, which is a thought form you would have subscribed to of disempowerment in your second chakra. So you must have felt some disempowerment, obviously in your financial finances and in your creativity yeah. and all of that. Um, there's a compassionate connection showing up, which means that you, you may have been trying to help someone. It could have even been your ex and you just were worried about her or someone else in your life at that time. And you're still sort of worried about them subconsciously and you haven't let that go from that time. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then an open portal, an open portal to astrals, which means you were, um, because you didn't like what was going on in reality, you were diving into, like you said, the, the alcohol, maybe gaming, some people shop, some people, you know, do all kinds of things overeat, you know, when they're struggling with reality, what's actually going on. So that's something we close. Right. And, and again, there, there are, other things that uh, as you're doing this i'm the memory mm -hmm. is i'm being yeah. i'm remembering remembering things but again i'm well, and reluctant and, to talk about it so yeah, yeah and we don't we we don't um we don't want to dwell on the stuff you just yeah. sort of you you recognize it you acknowledge the box and you say okay i'm done and then yeah. you know we okay. get the homework and we work on it um the next one's age 43 2003 2004 just a couple of things. So I don't know if there's anything that you would have remembered from that uh -huh. particular. <laughs> Care to uh, share or replete the fifth? I think I could share. I guess no, I think I could share this one. Um I had oh god, and I know she listens to this podcast. Um <laughs> My high school sweetheart, actually, I did an episode, although I didn't identify her. I, I had a high school sweetheart, and okay. uh, she was two years younger than me, and I had gone off to college, and we were dating in high school, And but I went off to college, and 
college life took me off in a different direction and I kind of left her behind and broke her heart. We uh-huh. reconnected. Yeah. And, and we reconnected two months before nine 11. So that would have been 2000, oh 2001. Yeah. And I don't want to say too much to a kind of want to, okay. well, no, no, her, her husband at the time, let's just say was involved in nine 11 rescuing let's just say he was part of that um they ended up oh god i just i have to be careful how i talk here oh no that's okay you don't you don't just say anymore okay but she and i reconnected and just as friends and then Mm 9-11 happened and then of course she was involved with her husband and she did lose a family member um and then about two years later, when it all when the dust settled for them and, and the world, we connected and became romantic. So well, that would have been around 2003-2004. Isn't that interesting? Because isn't that in the story? The soulmate contract that you kind of met and then you reconnected and on again, off again? Interesting. Yep. Interesting. Okay, so... Um, at age 43, which is, I don't know how this plays out, but there's an independent earthbound soul with the energy of abstinence in that 2003, 2004. So maybe you were coming out of that when you reconnected with her. I don't know. That's something you might want to think about. I'm not sure. And there are two compassion, two of those compassionate connections. So two people. You had your kids by then, right? So, yes, maybe something. Yeah, so maybe something going on with them. So, it just any of these kind of connections are things that we need to release because they're taking your energy, right? Because your 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 boys are grown up now and they're good. Mm-hmm. You have grandbabies now and all yep. that. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So these are good things to release. And the last one, of course, age 61, here we are, 2021, 2022. <laughs> so we don't want to dwell on that because we all know what happened. Yeah. <laughs> so let me just let me just tell you the blocks. <laughs> so there's um there are blocks in your third chakra and your fourth. So your uh, solar plexus, your self-esteem, your self-confidence, and also your heart. There's a block in your heart, right? Because that that makes sense. There's soul memory loss. So this is the last of the, you had all the soul memory issues that we have in this work. So these are going to be so good for us to repair because soul memory loss means forgetting who you are. So in that relationship, you've forgotten who you were and you also forgot your understanding of choices and consequences. If I make a negative choice for myself, I'm going to have a negative consequence. You threw all that out the window (laughs) and said, I don't care. (laughs) right so we just want to make sure that we fix that for next time um there's a disruptive earthbound soul uh there's a negative thought form of anxiety that you created because you went through a lot of anxiety there's an independent negative thought form of desire in chakra four so that one desiring that real love in chakra four and experiencing that after um, and then an open portal way to subconscious, which I think we've talked about before. That's that repeating, that that ruminating, that going over stuff. And like you say, it's not fun to relive. I'm going going through depression for me. 
I don't like talking about it. So I get it. Like we want to move on. We want to know that we learned lessons and we experienced, but we want to release it somehow. It's not great to just keep talking about it. You want to find a way to release it. So these are some of the things that we're going to pull out of that story to let it go further. And as so I, 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 I think I should bring the audience in on this. But before we recorded, I told you that in doing this podcast and doing over 60 episodes about this relationship, it has taken a toll on me as, as because I thought it would be therapeutic to get it out and research why I stayed in this toxic relationship and blah, 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 blah. It is actually has a reverse effect on me to where it, I'm burnt out, not from the podcast, but from talking about this past relationship. So, which is why I'm shifting gears in season two. We're going to completely leave that relationship in the past. That was season one. Season two is going to be about dating. So, but yeah, so I think what you were talking about is burnout, you know, and yeah. And, yeah, and, yeah. and this whole past year has been, while I stayed single and tried to heal, there's been a lot of emotional, uh, I'm learning how to be single again, how to learning how to be in my own skin again. Again, I, I don't know if I was ever in my comfortable in my own skin, but yes, everything you just said. So right, and and you know, and I talk about finding love again in my like in my late fifties, and I found love again. And sometimes people are, um, you know, finding love for the first time. And I think for me, it might be the first time. I was married for twenty five years, but I don't know that I was ever in really in love, like really head over heels in love. I don't think. I had that. Yeah, so. I can I can look back at at the uh, got twenty something relationship that I've been in since my marriage, and I, I even though I I may have said I love you to each one of those women women I even this last woman I, I we discovered that I may have been in love with her but really I was in love with the potential version of her I, I, because I whatever so you're in love with the idea of being in love because people. Yeah. They, people fantasize the idea of love. Yeah. So, and that's, that's a whole topic for a podcast, I got to tell you. <laughs> so there's lots of things you can talk about that sort of moves you on and sort of say, okay, now I've, ex I've established that I have experienced unhealthy relationships multiple times. Now I want to do it differently. So no, this I is a great way to release a lot of stuff so that you can do that. And and I have to do it differently this time. So I I cannot go through another relationship like the last one or any of the previous ones. I I don't have it in me. So yeah, I I well, need to. And when you find that person and things are going along, you come to me and I will do relationship reading for the two of you together, and we'll release some stuff and deal smooth the the way for that relationship. Absolutely. Okay, All good. Right. Well, we're done unless you have any questions. No, but I, I would <laughs> like to say to the audience that uh, what what Marilyn is what her what her field is is a spiritual coach, Akashic records and 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 the audience knows that I, I dabble in tarot cards. This is all 
a lot of people would look at it as hocus pocus and 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 i think you and i talked about this on our first time some people just don't believe in it it's real because everything marilyn just spoke about even including all the past lives and i mean i mean seriously i you didn't know the whole story about my relationship and yet my first past life that you read was all about prostitution and and so i mean it's real <laughs> what i'm saying is that this is these are real things that you're repeating these are real patterns that you need to let go of and that's mm -hmm. why we're able to do stuff like this so I, why not use it why not exactly. nothing to lose except old blocks right everything <laughs> you said even the parts that i chose not to talk about you were spot on except for the part that i didn't kill somebody but <laughs> <laughs> okay good but everything else i, I unbelievable stuff so i i would like uh just to let people know that if they would like a reading from maryland um so tell people where they can find you yeah sure so um, my website is lifeguidecoaching.ca so you can reach me on there um i'm on instagram at lifeguidecoaching and if you would like to find love again you can go and download a free guide that i created at lifeguidecoaching.ca slash relationships great all right, Marilyn. I uh, my intuition tells me that we will be doing this again. <laughs> um, sure. Uh, Marilyn and I have stayed in touch in between recordings, and and she has become a new friend of mine. So, I, I, and I I have nothing but praise and thanks, and I'm I'm grateful for for you. Um, there was a reason we met. So thank you, Absolutely. Podmatch. Right? <laughs> no, it's like the dating site for podcasts. Yeah. yeah. But for the people that are listening, Podmatch is one of these venues where they match podcasters and guests and, and vice versa. So um, we both belong to that that little club. So, okay, Marilyn, thank you again. I'm, I'm, I'm really blown away about how this went. I did not expect any of that. I, I, you know, I, I, I believe in what you do, but wow, I, I, I'm now I'm going to edit this and we, then I have to listen to it again and then I'm going to listen to it in the car on the way to work tomorrow and it's going to really sink in you're fantastic you really are you're the real deal so thank you so much thank you Andrew I was happy, I was happy to be here all right we'll talk to you again soon as they say that's a wrap okay so that was the third reading third episode in the trilogy that I've done with Marilyn Penny. I have not had any guests come back and do a repeat. I've invited several guests to come back and, and I do have some that will come back in season two and hopefully season three. But Marilyn was the first and only guest to come back, not once, not twice, but three times in one season. And I'll tell you why quickly. I'm still struggling, folks. I, I, I'm, it, it's almost a year now um, since the breakup. And I cannot get this woman out of my head. Okay? And that's a problem. I've been to therapy. I go to my groups, several different support groups. And, um, of course, to my meditation and, and all sorts of other stuff. And I'm lost. Marilyn has stepped up 
and she has sensed that and she's working with me behind the scenes um, these just weren't recorded and I throw them up there for you she's actually we're staying in touch with we're, we're connecting during the week um, she's supporting me and I really want to give a shout out to Marilyn if you need any help in spiritual growth and support please contact Marilyn she's the real deal as always her information will be in the show notes so ladies and gentlemen and people of all genders thank you for your support please stop and leave me a review send me feedback instagram anonymous andrew podcast and i am now on tiktok anonymous andrew podcast so if you need to make a choice if you have to make a choice please choose wisely until next time <laughs>